0: which translates to, don't resist the universe. This is a quote my mother told me when I was complaining to her that I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I have been in Dubai working and busting my ass off for 14 years. I am someone who is used to waking up early every day and making things happen. I function on a to-do list and on days when I don't work, I don't feel good about myself. I do not end my day well when I know something is pending unless I know it can wait until tomorrow and now I have willingly walked into uncertainty that is completely out of my comfort zone and my to-do list is open to whatever I make it to be. I am lucky to have options. I have different doors to choose from but sometimes having options is scary because I need to trust my gut and I was not always good with that. My mother watched me for months have panic attacks, and then one day she said the magic words, La sama. Just do your best every day, and let God lead you to what feels right. You'll know what to do then. This quote quickly became my favorite quote. It's from a book called Rahlat Bil Lassar, by an author called Amin Ma'louf. It is about a man called Bil Dassar Mbryakko from Genoa. In 1665, he went in search for a book he once owned, and he had sold it not knowing how precious the book was. The book is known to save the person who owns it from the evil we see in the world today, because God has 99 names that we know of, but this book held the 100th name. His journey to find that book took him on his own personal discovery. He crossed countries and oceans, befriended people from different cultures. He lived through fear and disappointment. He was cheated, but he also encountered love in his most desperate times. On his journey, he met another man from Genoa. The man insisted that Beldastar marry his 14-year-old daughter. Beldastar refused and resisted time and time again, and continued on his journey to find that book and go back home. He eventually found the book, but his journey back home led him to his friend's daughter, who he initially refused to marry. This time he married her, and the quote, La de sama' was said to him. Sometimes things we do not want are written in the stars. Just like I mentioned, we sometimes push for things to happen and don't let them develop naturally. This means we are fighting the universe and the flow of life. Many experiences come to mind when I think of how many times I resisted the flow of life. I personally know that pushing hard means loss. But initiating and then letting go by trusting everything will happen in my best interest has always worked in my favor. Some lessons I learned triggered shame, heartbreak, and relief. I am a believer that no lesson worth learning is ever for free. Lesson number one. You cannot force connections. They are either there or not. It's called chemistry. In 2008, I met my now ex thinking I had met the one. It was a tough year for me because I lost my job with Nickelodeon TV due to the recession that did not spare anyone. And I was running low on funds to keep me going in Dubai. I had done about 14 interviews in less than six months, but I was getting nowhere. But I met someone special. It wasn't going very well between us. I seemed more interested, but I was stubborn and I wanted that relationship. I played scenes in my mind, and I got attached to that, in quotes, life that I imagined. And I knew I had to have it. I prayed day and night, and I did everything within my power for us to be together. And it eventually happened. Fantastic. But that victory faded very quickly. The energy in that relationship felt forced. But then again, the whole build-up to that relationship was based on many efforts from my side to be the kind of woman I thought my now ex wanted. But when I got what I wanted, I started to relax. The mask I wore quickly went down. What I was tolerant about previously was quickly irritating me. Uh Uh-oh. Hello, reality. We were together for almost two years, and the breakup was painful. We both cried. I moved out. And we didn't speak for almost eight years. Mutual friends, for almost a decade, had to divide their time so that we do not cross paths. But when we did eventually meet, we both were different people. We had embraced our journey since the day we parted. And we had a chance to heal and learn. And we both got into other relationships and learned, them, learned from them too. Today, I am very proud to say that that ex is one of my best friends. And that friendship flows in comparison to that relationship that required so much effort from my side. We have an effortless connection now, and not once did either of us feel that we had to do something for the other. Maybe we were meant to always be friends from day one, and I just didn't let it be. Who knows? لَا Sama. Lesson two, opportunities can land on your lap, but they are not always up for grabs. In 2015, I was poached from an advertising agency to work in one of the semi-government offices in Dubai. It was huge. It was flowing. We talked and negotiated, and I was ready to sign that contract and resign for my 16-hour-a-day agency life. But I didn't hear back from them. My anxiety eventually kicked in. I felt I was losing something that belonged to me, and I began to follow up. Week one, nothing. Week three, still nothing. Week five, nothing. I got other opportunities at that time, but I couldn't even begin to consider them. I wanted that job. But eventually I got tired of the wait and I figured it wasn't going to happen. So I let go. And then I got that call. My contract was finally ready. Within a couple of weeks, I was sitting as deputy manager for a social media agency with a handsome monthly salary and benefits that made my mom so proud. I worked on incredible million Durham projects, and I had a great team to lead those projects to success. Almost one year to the date I joined, the company shut down. I was handed a bunch of files and asked to make employees that I did not even know on my floor redundant. I went to the meeting room, and I cried before doing what I was told to do. It wasn't fun, but worst of all, I was once again out of a job, and the familiar feeling of fear kicked in. Anxiety kelbe, but she taught me well. We have the fear of the unknown, and that makes it so hard to just let go. But what if we do our best every day and we show up for ourselves without getting attached to the outcome? Would that make things better? Mostly yes, but I don't know if there's any human who can train their monkey mind to remain calm. You all know that I ended up just fine, but I do wonder, if I hadn't pushed for that job for weeks, would I have landed on something else, something better? Who knows? La ta'ani de saman. Lesson three, a red flag is a warning sign. You can't turn a red flag into a white flag. It's called manipulation. My last relationship taught me what I refused to learn in my previous relationships, You can't daydream that someone is perfect, but they are what they are. If the red flags are there, then invest in what they are and not their potential. Their potential is up to them and not up to you. My ex showed me from day one what what our relationship was going to be like. Interestingly enough, this was one relationship I did not want to get into. My gut told me it was wrong. It didn't feel right. But we had a few good moments, and my insecurities kicked in. And I started to think, what if I lost out on those good feelings and I didn't feel this way again? I saw the potential. After saying no so many times, I suddenly felt like saying yes. Only one problem I seemed to have lost my charm, and my love interest wasn't so interested. Suddenly, I was the one doing the chasing. And I remember it didn't feel good. Red flag. Red flag dismissed. I pushed instead of letting go of what was not working until I got what I wanted. And we had trouble from the first month. I didn't feel secure. I was unhappy. I was ignored. I wasn't heard. But I had started something and it felt easier to continue than to end it. Almost three years into that relationship and we were finally done. My gut had kept telling me to not get involved and I didn't listen. And the mental pain and physical damage scar me till today. I shouldn't have resisted my gut instinct. La tu'hanidu Sorry, the kids in the background are just screaming, and there's nothing I can do about it. Today, one of the many things I am is a certified biomagnetism practitioner. Biomagnetism, in short, is a natural therapy that uses pairs of magnets to equalize the organism's pH levels. In the 2020 lockdown, I met a Mexican practitioner. Sorry, practitioner. His name was Jorge. He did biomagnetism too. And he saw right through my anxiety the day we met. And he told me that the best way to eliminate anxiety is to kill it. Anxiety is a virus. If you don't get get rid of it, then it will take over and it will wear you out. So how do I control my mind, I asked. He gave me the best tool. Dwelling on yesterday creates depression. Thinking about tomorrow triggers anxiety. But if you do your damn best every single day without shortcuts, then you will sleep better. Nothing about tomorrow is guaranteed anyway. So how about you do your best today and life will work itself out for you? And he was right. Overthinking is resistance. <laughs> Thank you for listening in.